A lot of attention has been paid lately to the negative side of professional kitchens, from mental health issues to substance abuse problems to poor working conditions and zero work-life balance. Really, that's all true, but I think it only paints a part of the picture. Looking from the outside in, it may seem that people working in kitchens are being forced to be there, not by a person necessarily, but by their standing in society. A lack of education, intelligence, skill is holding these people back and forcing them to work in those terrible conditions. Though this may be true for some, it isn't true for most. Most people who work in kitchens make a choice every day to wake up and go to work. They know full well everything that lays waiting for them. They do it because they love it. Yeah, it's hard. Yes, it is very difficult physically and mentally. And absolutely, there are a lot of problems in the industry. But it's an amazing job. I miss it almost every day and not just because I'm looking back with rose-colored glasses and feeling nostalgic. I miss it because it's fun. I miss it because it's challenging. But mostly, I miss it because I truly, truly love it. So today, rather than looking at the negative side of professional kitchens, I wanted to take a few minutes and acknowledge the good side. And so today, I present to you five lessons I learned in professional kitchens. If you're not early, you're late. When you work in a professional kitchen, you are expected to arrive 15 minutes early. This gives you time to get changed, grab a coffee, and get filled in on what's going for the day. If you are not 15 minutes early, you are late. Applied to real life, this has always been a benefit to me. I always aim to be 15 minutes early for everything. That means if I cross town and traffic is a little worse than I expected, I still have a 15 minute buffer. It means that I rarely feel rushed when I arrive somewhere, and most importantly, it means that people I have appointments with know that I value their time. Number four, failing to plan is planning to fail. What more do you need to know? Being prepared is a key to a successful dinner service, just like it is the key to a lot of things in life. Obviously, things rarely happen exactly as planned, but when things go to hell, more often than not, people do not rise to the occasion. They fall to the minimum level of preparedness. Plan and prepare accordingly, and you will be ready for whatever comes your way. But make sure your plans are flexible. A very rigid plan is almost as big a problem as no plan at all. Number three, a cluttered workstation equals a cluttered mind. This could just as easily be a messy station equals a messy mind. In kitchens, in the middle of a rush, you have to be very vigilant to keep your station clean. Any half second you have should be spent wiping your cutting board and tidying whatever you can. There are a few reasons for this. First of all, you're serving food. Nobody wants food coming out of a dirty station, and cross-contamination is a problem. Another reason is that if you have crumbs and shit everywhere, the bottom of your plates will get dirty. Most importantly, if you have a cluttered or dirty work area, your mind will be cluttered and dirty. Now, I'm sure you can remember a time when your house or office was messy and you felt almost anxious. You took the time to clean it, and when it was done, there was a sense of relief. You felt relaxed. Now, imagine you're going 100 miles an hour, you have 20 things you have to remember, and you're trying to accomplish a collective goal of feeding 200 people in one hour. That is already an anxiety-provoking experience. If you put that messy, cluttered anxiety on top of that, things go very bad very quickly. Always take whatever time you have to organize your workstation. You'll feel happy that you did and much more relaxed. You are capable of more than you think. I can't tell you how many times I woke up after four or five consecutive 14 to 16 hour days facing another one and thought, I can't do this. I can't tell you how many times I got home from a long day 
at 1 or 2 in the morning only to have to be back in the restaurant at 8 a.m. and thought, I can't do this. And I really can't tell you how many times I looked up in the middle of a busy night, orders running from the printer all the way down to the floor, 20 bills in front of me, people yelling and everything in absolute chaos and thought, I can't do this. I can't tell you how many times any of those things happened to me in the years I worked in restaurants. What I can tell you is that every single time that thought occurred to me, every single time I said to myself, I can't do this, I did it. Every single time. You don't know what you're capable of until you're pushed to find out. Just because you don't think you can do something doesn't mean you can't. It just means you haven't done it yet. Number one, consistency is key. In restaurants, our goal is to make sure that everything is consistent. If you came in and ordered a pork chop on Friday, then come back two Mondays from then and order the pork chop again, it needs to be exactly the same. Now, obviously, we can change the menu, but the quality and the experience needs to remain the same. We even have a saying that inconsistency kills restaurants, and I've seen it happen time and time again. In life, it is the same thing. Consistency is key. Now, I'm not saying you can't grow and change aspects of who you are. We can change the menu after all. All I'm saying is that in life, if you want to be a trustworthy person, always be a trustworthy person. Don't tell other people secrets or lie to people. If you want to be a likable person, don't be a prick half the time. Even at work, if you want that promotion, consistently prove that you are the person that deserves it. Consistently work hard, consistently help others, consistently lead. Be a consistently good person. Just like how consistently kills a restaurant, it also kills a person's reputation. Whoever you are, whatever you do, be consistent. There are so many lessons that I could have put on this list, but I think five is probably good today. I hope that you got something from this list, and if there's a lesson that you've learned from your work that translates well to real life, I would love to hear about it. You can tell me about it on Instagram or Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly or on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, Monday is a holiday here in Canada, uh, so I will not be doing a 30 minutes or less this week, so no post on Monday, but I will be back on Tuesday with another fantastic episode of food in five and it'll obviously be a brief history episode so thank you as always for listening i hope you have a fantastic friday and a great weekend i'll see you on tuesday everybody mm-hmm.